that was classic. Dude, I was feeling that shit, bro. What's up? That was good. Oh, yes, folks. I don't know what I was just doing, but I was just playing peekaboo with the big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts. Welcome to the program, The Situation Room, broadcasting from an undisclosed location. As you can see, if you are watching on the other side of the microphone, we have Duh Big freaking cannoli scotty freaking roberts what's up my brother how you doing dude, you, ah, dude, you and you know i was sitting shit. over here it wasn't just rocky peeking behind the mic it was me muted going peek peek and he was playing along with me so so i did this dude when i was we were exiting on jeff show and yeah people were concerned because they thought oh I was yeah you know it's so satanic stuff. it's like dude i'm a gangster yeah, whatever bro. what's up you know, that's just, a, hey, you know, Inside. hey, whatever. Hey, hey, hey. What, whoa, ah! what the hell just happened? Do you see that? I didn't do that. What's up? What'd you do? Dude, I, I missed nothing, it. Bro. <laughs> All I can say, folks, is that my beard is on the comeback and it is pissed. What's up? Yes, it is. It's uh, it's going. I'm coming out. There's going to be no ingrown hairs, no nothing, no I'm rash. I'm just out. coming back and I'm coming back in full. No rash, bro. No no rash <laughs> i hate that i hate that i hate shaving and i shave this thing down every day you know but but i hate shaving i let it go two days at a time usually before i go oh, i gotta shave it because it's looking unruly well if we're gonna Man. talk about shaving just for a second i do want to tell you that i was literally inches away dude from buying one of those straight edge blades man what's up oh yeah hell yeah i'm uh, dude i'm scared dude you know, my barber who cuts my hair, he's an old guy, and he's got all the old tools, so he takes out his old straight edge, and he's got the leather strap, and he goes, to sharpen the blade, and then he's back there, you know, he's right by your ears, and he's cutting away, and you hear that going, just. Yeah, I don't know, man. Don't know, wow, but then he's all done, and it's like, wait, 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 squeaky clean. Dude, it makes me nervous. I remember John was showing a video when he was on the Dachabea. And oh, yeah. this uh, Egyptian dude wearing a dress pulls up on this tiny little boat. And I was there with the straight edge blade. And what does he charge? Like two bucks for a shave? Like like two American dollars. I was there, dude. I got we were all standing in line. He was around for a couple hours cutting everybody's hair. And he did the same thing. Dude, what and, if you know, the dude wanted to wage jihad probably, on you, bro? What if you wanted to cut your throat? What's up? Oh, yeah. What if he was a jihadist? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. But uh Yeah. Yeah, he was a good dude, and he's the guy that always came around, and he was like, I got your hair, two American dollars, you know, and two dollars buys like what, uh, 16 to 18 uh, Egyptian pounds. That's, so that's pretty good. That's about right, if you think about it, in Egyptian money, you know. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. So did you throw a little uh, Arabic down with the dude? Throw a little Akbar on that shit, bro. So I gave him a little, uh, little Allah Akbar <laughs> along with a, few, a little uh, shisha and a little. Uh, um, why is the word slipping my mind? Dude, do you get high from shisha? They go like that, huh? Do you get high from that shisha? Yeah, depends on what you're smoking in it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, it's not really a high. I, I don't think it's it's probably like drinking light beer, you know. Instead of guys hanging around drinking beers, they all hang around because it's a dry country. It's a Muslim country. That's dumb. So they smoke shisha instead. That's really dumb. Well, hey, hold on just a second here. 
Hey, man, I am on live radio, so let me call you back. All right. Bye. Wow, that was real, bro. I thought you were doing a skit. No, sorry about that, folks. It's just somebody I've been trying to get a hold of for a day and oh. a half. And then they call you when you can't. And, uh, and he calls me right when I'm uh, in the middle of a show. That's a friend of mine. By the way, Rocky, it's still possible. It's a friend of mine. He's about my age, a couple years younger. He's been a friend of mine since we were roommates when we were in our 20s. And uh, he just got remarried. He's oh, got kids or teenagers. Damn, bro. And uh, his wife just put up on Facebook that the picture of the ultrasound, they're having twins. Oh. <clears throat> and I said, hey, welcome to the Dynasty Building Club at age 52. Dude, so, he's 52? I think, I think he is four years younger than me, so he would be 55. Should there? Okay. So as long as we're here, I know. So let me write this down here. Hold on a second. Let me just so I don't forget my thought. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to say congratulations to my buddy, Guy Sasso. Oh, Guy, bro? It's Guy. You know Guy. So I just found out him. about this this morning, so he was just calling me back. Congratulations, bro. Good luck. Rocky, yeah, you're next. Bro. Um. So should there... What did you say? I ain't shit, bro. <laughs> I ain't nothing. Next. Dude, my You're youngest boy's in high school, and I'm digging it. I'm digging it, man. Yeah. So do you think there should be legitimate question? Uh, you know, you just seen these people in India. They were like 175 years old, and uh, the lady just had twins. Now, they're both in intensive care. Um, the lady, I mean, yeah. obviously major stress to the lady's body, right? Do you no think, doubt. Cannoli, that there should be... I'm going to get really... I'm going to go against my entire belief system here. It's two questions. I'm going to start out with the first one. Do you think there should be a limit? No. Okay. You go ahead. I know what you're going to ask. Do you think there should be an age limit on when somebody should stop having freaking kids? No, no. I think it all depends on the individual. It depends on what their responsibility level is, what their capability level is. It all depends on if their body can handle it. I think that it, that is a freedom of choice issue. Okay, so if you're 60 years old and you poop out a kid, right? Yep. Um, Deirdre, would you get that? Let's say you only have, let's just say that they only have like 10 years left of their life. Now you're putting that child or other people, you know, into a position where they had to finish raising that child. I know some people would be more than happy to step up to do it. Right. So again, I'm just kind of being, I'm kind of countering my belief system here, but I'm just being a devil's advocate. Do you think that that's fair to know that you may not be able to stay alive long enough to get your child to 18 years old? No, I don't think that's fair. And I think about that all the time. I'm 50 going on 59 years old and I've got a four-year-old child is my youngest and then a seven-year-old and then a 10-year-old. I get concerned sometimes when my four-year-old graduates from high school. You're going on what age? He'll be around. Uh, I'll be 59 oh. in two months. Woo! But uh, yeah, it's pushing 60, baby. But I start thinking about that. I got a 14-year-old who's just starting pre-K. She'll be in kindergarten next year and then 12 more years of school after that when she graduates high school. Uh, I think I, I figured I was going to be something like 72 or 73 when she graduates from high school. And I thought, now this happened. Is that fair to my kid? I thought that I'm going to be a dad who can't go out and run around, throw the football, and do stuff like the 20-year-old dads, 30-year-old dads who have high school kids. Mm. That bothers me a little bit. 
My wife is 20 years younger than I am. She'll be, you know, in her early 50s when that happens, which is almost normal. Uh, so do you stop people from having kids? You know, if, if your grandma came to you and said, hey, I'm having a baby, you know, you go, after you get over the initial shock of that, you can say, who's going to raise the baby? You can't raise that baby alone. Mm. Um, having birth is one thing. So here's the question. If it's physically capable, if the body still lets it happen, should it happen? Is it ours to stop it? Maybe it's a common sense thing that prevents it. Maybe it's a cultural thing that prevents it. Maybe this is where the family's supposed to be around to help raise a little kid. It's interesting. I couldn't imagine if my mom had another baby right now. You know, it's like, holy crap. My mom's only 18 years older than me. So... If my mom had another baby right now, my mom's what? She was born in 42. So she is uh, what? What? She's 77 years old. All right. Here's the next Good question mom. for you, Cannoli. Here, yeah. Here's the next question right here. So speaking of the child thing and thinking, you know, we hear about the birth rates and we hear about what's going on globally. We, you know, Islam is pooping out like eight, nine kids per family. Uh, right. Asian culture poops out a lot of kids. Uh, do you think there's going to become a point God, um, first thing that just ran through my head was a Georgia Guidestones. Uh, but do you think there's going to uh, be yeah. a point to where this planet is going to have to consider the amount of children each family can have just to be able to, you know, sustain cultures? I'm not going down the conspiracy side here. It's a very legitimate question. Do you think it'll get to a point to where we need to level out the amount that we can input compared to the amount that we output? Sure. I, I see that. <laughs> I see that as, as a probable necessity in some places of the world. Uh, right now, uh, the big question is, are Muslim families, really, when you think about it, taking even the conspiracy element out of it, mm -hmm. they doing that to make the world Islamic? You, you overpopulate the world with Islamic children. Um, I know, is that the reason Catholics did it? Uh, Catholics needed to... Uh, uh, there was a big thing about having lots of kids. And why was it? Why was it with Catholics? I knew a couple of Catholic families that had 12, 13 kids. I know it was just, uh, you know, be fruitful and multiply and no such thing as uh contraceptive or but, birth control. Yeah, let me, let me say this though, is that these Catholics weren't also breeding to, to have this theory of, of taking over the world with Catholicism. You know what I'm saying? But the question is, did they not know that? What does the church believe? Did the church say we need to overpopulate Ooh. the world with Christianity? Ooh. But we don't necessarily teach that in the to the congregations. Are there things, do you think, within the Catholic Church that they teach that there's something a little different going on behind the scenes of those theologies? Okay, so now we see a decrease in baby output in Catholicism and Christianity and, and you know, European That's countries. That's because Catholicism finally went, uh, most Catholics go, I don't believe that anymore. I'm using contraceptive. Well, you know, and then now you start to see like the Vatican is doing a lot more uh, promoting of Islam, which is really weird to me when you see the Pope that's, so supportive of it. Yeah, that's this Pope. Uh, more poop from the Pope, if Ooh, you will. Dude, yeah, dude, bro. More poop from the Pope. What's up now? What's up? That's what he does. Uh, this particular Pope, he is all about. Um, making friends with everybody, and he's he's basically a liberal progressive in the white robes. And some people might not have a problem with that. Maybe what he has at the core of things, like you and I were talking yesterday and the day before, 
there's certain things we believe where we go, wait a minute, you know, that's what I criticize in the left. But some of that at its core is not a bad idea. It's not bad to love your neighbor, say. Um, things like that. So what you looking at? What the hell is that, Roberts? What you looking at? What's on your wall? You got a freaking hand puppet with a sword? Yes, I do. You know what that is? No, I don't. It looks like something from Mr. Rogers. What's up? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I see you, Rocky. Dude, it really is from Mr. I Rogers. I see what a bad boy you are. Um, yeah, you know what this is? When uh, my book, The Rollicking Adventures of Tam O'Hare, came out, uh, 16th century bunny rabbit with a sword, uh, my kids and Rainy sat and made up like a thousand of these. It's felt, green felt, two pieces that uh, they glued together with a cotton ball and they made these little swords out of uh, little sticks and they put them on a big stick. And we gave these away to kids at the Renaissance Festival when I was doing readings on the children's. Stage. That is totally a runny thing, dude. It, I'm just saying. So kids were running around with these things. We're a thousand of these running around. That's pretty cool, bro. Pretty cool. This is the prototype. I found it in a box not long ago. Oh, yeah, I said, bro. I see that. That's cool. What's up? That up. That's what that is. Yeah, he goes bro. right there on my weapons wall. On my weapons wall next to <laughs> a Bigfoot's foot that doesn't exist. You know, Bigfoot's that's where your foot. theme music comes in. That's what that sounds like. It's my weapons wall. However that goes, you know. It's my weapons wall. I don't know, Scotty. Let's impeach somebody. Sure, why not? You know, the it's, the, it's the cool uh, hip thing to do nowadays. You know, but you, what we got to do is find our enemies, the people that we really can't hold our own against and find trumped up reasons to be able to uh, impeach them. Oh, trumped up. It gets reasons. them out of the way and knocks them off. Oh. Yeah. Don't you have any enemies you want to impeach? <laughs> no, I don't want to impeach them, but I got other ideas what I want to do with their face. What's up now, bro? Give me a hug. You know, if you impeach them, you know what you don't have to do? You don't have to come up with any new ideas of your own. Oh, my God. You just go, hey, I'm just going to run on what I'm doing. I'm just going to make sure I try to find ways to impeach my enemies. You know, it doesn't my get, opponents. You know what also I want to do, too? I want to enact the red flag laws on all politicians. And uh, here's my question, too, is, is, is can we enact the red flag laws on Antifa, bro? I suppose if we're going to have red flag laws, why not include Antifa? We just need to start just red flagging everybody. Well, how can you ass, have red bro? flag laws against somebody who's anti-fascist? Oh, oh, but like, no. Bullshit. The state of California wants to uh, enact the oh, red flag laws yes. against the thugs, but the Democrats want to make sure that the thugs and gangsters in California get due process. What's up? That's right. Hey, what did what I just see in the news yesterday? California is banning Iowa. For what reason? No fly zone because no fly zone. it's a transgender thing. It's it's yeah. I think it has something to do with their curriculum or, or something. They're not teaching about it or they're not indoctrinated. Hey, California, check this out. Audrey, we love you. We're super sorry. But California, listen here. I got something for you. Check it out. Boom. In your face. What hey, you got yeah. now? What's up? Here, look. This is my butthole for you. Oh, he said butthole. Not offering it up. I'm just showing it off. You know, it's like William it. Wallace. And they lifted the kilts. Oh, hey! yeah. 
I forgot about the kilts, man. That's like calling them wankers. Dude, that was a really you good know? moment in that movie when they mooned the king or whatever. Oh, oh that was fantastic. They mooned him and they and then they showed off their, their junk. Oh, that's what they did. They lifted the kilts up. Feast your eyes. <laughs> mm. All right, so what do we got going on here now? I heard that uh, they still uh, we we got a double we got a double thing going here with the impeachment crap. Uh, mind you, before oh, yeah. we even continue, Scotty, I think I can speak for you. I am so burnt out of the whole impeachment thing. It is so pathetic. It is so sad that we have a political party called the Democrats that are so freaking pathetic and can't even do their job. The only thing they have to campaign on is is nat- white nationalism uh, uh yep. racism and impeachment against our currently sitting president that is freaking well, for us because we're going to try to impeach the sitting president you don't like and i think what they're going to learn the hard way is people don't give a flying rat's ass i think for the most part you probably got your core people and supporters that are all for yeah we got to get trump out of office and now they got to try to get out of office Kavanaugh, somebody who Trump appointed. Mm. It's a Trump appointee. Oh, if we're going to impeach the president, we got to find ways to impeach all of his appointees as well. As well, it was we've got to delegitimize his presidency all the way down to the nubs. Well, it was New York Times that posted that article on Kavanaugh, yep. right? About another, and it was debunked almost immediately. Uh, there is so much information in that story. You have journalists on both sides of the political spectrum. Let's say that story should never have aired because there was no factual basis to the story. Uh, Even the person who made the claim supposedly was not the author of the article. It was two authors saying we had two people tell us that this woman had this happen to her. What did she say about it when the story came out? She goes, I don't remember anything like that ever happening to me. Uh, There's your first strike. And then uh, there are, and then you know what it's really all about? It's about money. They get click. It's clickbait money. That's it, dude. They get That's people it. to click and read, and then they print a retraction, which is going to get a whole lot less viewership, but they're going to get clicks on the retraction. It is uh, the New York Times stands to make between forty and fifty thousand dollars just in clicks alone. Doesn't matter if the story is true or false. And so uh, it's money. It's all about as well, not presenting both sides. They only presented one side of that story. They didn't present the other side that said, there is nothing to this story. There are no facts presented. You had other people that wrote stories like this uh, that were the other side of that issue that they totally ignored. Why? Because it did not push the agenda of the New York Times, which tells you there's a news outlet that's supposed to be presenting the news, but they're not presenting the news. They're presenting a one side of the news. I've got an article up here in front of me from the National Review that says the New York Times anti-Kavanaugh bombshell is actually a dud. A dud. <clears throat> that's the headline. The authors omitted the fact that the alleged victim has no memory of the alleged incident whatsoever. Uh, Now, if you open Twitter and you read the paper from New York Times on Sunday, it's this allegation that Robin Robin Pugabrin and Kate Kelly Wright in the New York Times story adapted from their forthcoming anti-Kavanaugh book. Hmm, that doesn't seem... uh, And it's this. 
It's, quote, we also uncovered a previously unreported story about Mr. Kavanaugh in his freshman year that echoes Ms. Ramirez's allegation. A classmate, Max Steyer, saw Mr. Kavanaugh with his pants down at a different drunken dorm party where friends pushed his penis into the hands of a female student. Ooh. Now, wait a second. Who did what to whom the article says? Kavanaugh's friends pushed his penis into the hands of a female student. Can someone explain the logistics of the allegations here? Was Kavanaugh allegedly walking around naked when his friends pushed him in the female student? Uh, if I'm reading uh, a Pogerbin, I don't even know how to say her name, and Kelly Wright, the friends didn't push Kavanaugh into the back, in the back. Rather, the friends pushed his penis. What? Oh, what? How does that happen? Pushed his uh, penis? Who are the friends and who's the female student? Were there any witnesses besides Steyer, who, by the way, is nowhere to be found to make comment on this? And all the authorities write in the New York Times essay about corroborating stories this. Mr. Steyer, who runs a nonprofit organization in Washington, notified senators and the FBI about this account. But the FBI did not investigate, and Mr. Steyer has declined to discuss it publicly. We corroborated the story with two officials who've communicated with Mr. Steyer. So they corroborated a story. They corroborated the fact that Steyer made the allegation to the FBI. But the offers give no indication that they've corroborated any details of the alleged instant incident. Mm -hmm. The book isn't released until Tuesday, Tuesday this next week, today. But Molly Hemingway got a copy, and she wrote on Twitter, the book notes quietly that the woman Max Steyer named as having been supposedly victimized by Kavanaugh and his friends denies any memory of the alleged event. And omitting this fact from the New York Times story, it's one of the worst cases of journalistic malfeasance and malpractice in recent history. And if you take this confusing accusation in the essay at face value, it doesn't even appear to be an allegation of assault against Kavanaugh. If Kavanaugh's friends pushed his penis, Whoa. then is it an allegation of wrongdoing against Kavanaugh's friends, not Kavanaugh himself? Surely even a modern liberal Yale graduate who's been to one of those weird non-sexual naked parties would recognize both the female student and Kavanaugh are both alleged victims in this alleged account, barring an additional allegation that a college-age Kavanaugh asked his friends to push his penis. Look, 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 Rocky, you and I were both kids of college age. I attended college, of course, but you did not. Uh, that what are you going to say it like uh, that, bro? What are you going to say it like that for? <clears throat> but we were both that age. If we got our pants down oh. and our penis is out in a mixed a co-ed party, are you going to look at me and go, hey, Scotty, take me and push my penis into her hand? Whoa, bro. Is that the way that happens? No. Well, wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. This depends on it all depends on how drunk I was. I was just going to say, you know. If I was too drunk to stand up, somebody did that. I suppose that that's possible. But look, if I want my penis in some girl's hand, am I going to count on my friends to push me into her hand to do it? Or am I just going to go, hey, yeah, you, uh, Debbie, let's call you Debbie. Hey, look at this. Come here. Give me your hand. Plop. 
Do we do that, or do we have our friends push us into their hands? Dude, this is like intense Ridiculous. shit right now, bro. I'm a little. I feel dirty right now that we're actually talking yeah, don't about you? this. Don't Scotty, you? we got a few seconds left here. I can't do it. It's already there. It literally. We're already at the bottom of the freaking segment. We just started. Jeez. Hey, folks, impeach, 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 because that's all we Hell have yeah. been hearing for the last freaking three freaking years. Oh my God! Seriously, I've had it up to my face. With the word impeachment. But ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to me, Rocky Stucci, on the other side of the microphone, our brother at arms, Mr. Scotty Frickin' Roberts, the big cannoli. Yo. We are talking impeachment. We are talking about these psychopathic politicians that just don't know how to shut their face and do their freaking job. So when we come back, we will continue this conversation and much more, much more again. Kick-ass beef jerky, kickassbeefjerky.com. Use code word lowercase meatball. Get 10% discount on all your beef jerky product purchases. Stand by, folks. We will be right back. Freaking cannoli is throwing some soul out. Yes, I am. You know what I feel like? Remember the old Peanuts Christmas special where they played that music? uh, uh, And they're all dancing. Was it the Christmas one or the Halloween special? The Great Pumpkin. Um, Linus is in the background. Christmas. And he's dancing like this. Dude, that's some grooving moves, bro. I'm telling you, that's called soul movement. Soul movement. Folks, don't forget to visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. If you listen, no matter where you listen, no matter what platform, if you're listening to the podcast or if you're listening to the live stream on TalkStream Live on iHeartRadio, Mojo 5 Odyssey Radio, wherever you're listening to the program, if you want to join in on the conversation, um, this broadcast every single night, 11 o'clock Central Standard Time, on the YouTube channel where you can actually come in and hang out with some very kick-ass people. Um, you can just search Rocky Stucci on YouTube. It's Rocky Stucci Media uh, YouTube channel. And come and join the fun, man. We got some great people here, great conversations. And you can watch the face, bro. The face. I live for the face. Dude, I live for the I'm face. I'm glad to see it's coming back. You know, I'm when half of your face is back. numb, it's hard to do that. It's like a, a guy who's had a stroke trying to do the face, you know. He's Dude, like, wouldn't that be weird? If were it was numb, the hair wasn't going to grow back, so I was just patchy. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Dang, bro, the face. What the hell is that? That's your stroked out the face. Oh, stroked out, bro. Oh, that's scary. Dude. I shouldn't even joke about that. What's up now, Roberts? Come on, give me a freaking hug. What's up? Yeah, bring it, bring, bring it, it. He says. All right. So what we were talking about the first segment, folks, is the. Oh, God. Uh, come on, Rocky. Stay professional. The psychopathic freaks that are obsessed with only one thing instead of doing their job, and that is the Democrats that want to impeach Donald Trump, and the same people are sitting here moving their motor flaps because they also want Kavanaugh impeached on nothing. They have nothing, nothing substantial. They want to go, my God, Scotty, anybody can come to us right now and accuse us for something we did 30, 40 years ago. And we're supposed to resign or be impeached from our, from our jobs or disrespected in society or 
you know, better yet, let's go the Hawthorne way. Let's just take a big scarlet A and sew it on everybody's clothing Mm. or brand them with an A on the head. Right. You know, I say we brand all these people with an I for idiot. Idiots. An FI for blank and idiot. Yeah. And SU for shut up. You know, you know, we always had what, you know, know what this, this always meant. This Mm -hmm. symbol right here. That was for loser, right? Remember that? I do. Or whichever way you're looking at it. Loser. L. Remember that? I do, bro. I do. You know what this is? You know what, what this is? Oh, that's an effing loser. That's what they are. Wow, bro. Is that illegal? Should we not do that? On no, that? that was awesome. I mean, it gave me, <laughs> dude, it gave me goosebumps, man. I think my wife showed me that a while Holy back. shit. All right, so where are we at, Roberts? Um, oh, we're at we're at hot point, boiling point. It's good we took a break when we did, or I'd have exploded all over by now. Uh, <laughs> now these new allegations that we hear about Kavanaugh in this article that was released by the New York Times, who knew damn well it was a fake story. The new allegations—they're supposed to help lend credence to the on-the-record allegations that Kavanaugh's Yale classmate Deborah Ramirez made in 2018. Now, Pogrebin and Kelly sum up Ramirez's allegation by saying this, quote, she and some classmates had been drinking heavily when she says a freshman named Brett Kavanaugh pulled down his pants, thrust his penis at her, prompting her to swat it away and inadvertently touch it. Some of the onlookers you ever used that ploy, Rocky? <laughs> I just heard touch it, bro. You caught my attention. What's up? Some of the onlookers who'd been passing around a fake penis earlier what? in the evening left. Now, I think a fake penis, there's another word for that. You know, it's really weird. When you said fake penis, penis Roberts, you know, it's weird because we're sitting here politically having yep. this whole impeachment thing over Kavanaugh or Trump or Trump said grab a woman by her banana like 20, how many years ago that was? But it's okay when you watch these gay pride parades, you see these freaking clowns walking around these dudes in their little freaking leather freaking underwear, and they got oh, yeah. dildos strapped all over them, and they got little six-year-old kids watching that shit, and apparently that's okay. But if you get somebody that doesn't like somebody politically, they're going to go back to when you were in college and, and present a false allegation, and the whole country is supposed to be offended. But if we get offended because some transgender freak in a parade wants to wear a dildo freaking necklace we're homophobic bro people can shut their face <laughs> shut up <laughs> exactly uh and i gotta tell you there there is an element to all of this stuff <clears throat> that's insane i don't care what the hell some guy in his late 50s did when he was at a frat party in college i mean unless he murdered somebody or was violence or rape we keep hearing that rape was defined as violent act toward women. When you're all in a party, let's say Kavanaugh did do that. So what? Who didn't do stuff like that is the big question. Even in Christian colleges, we did it. Anyway, I'm not saying I did it, but it's no excuse. I get that. But you can't keep using things from 30 and 40 years ago that were done while supposedly, allegedly, Kids who were drunk were doing stupid things. Tell me it ain't so. Anyway, going on, uh, Pogrebin, uh, Pogrebin and Kelly 
downplay Ramirez's own doubts about whether Kavanaugh did what she now alleges, choosing rather to lard up their New York Times story with details that are supposed to demonstrate how underprivileged Ramirez was. Mm -hmm. She had to sell ice cream during the summer in high school. Oh, She bought a cheap car and only had an above-ground swimming pool as a teenager, not an in-ground. Wow, how horrific, bro. The effing horror. Uh, you know what? I, I delivered newspapers when I was in high school in the summer. I worked in a canning factory, canning asparagus when I was in college. So none of these details corroborates her accusation against Kavanaugh. None of those. But the story's framed to make it seem like Kavanaugh was the type of privileged jerk who might expose himself in front of an underprivileged college classmate. That's all they got. They're saying the guy was probably such a jerk and overprivileged. Mm. We have to we have to really emphasize his overprivileged status by saying she had to sell ice cream and drive a used car. So a lady had to sell ice cream, which was a job, drive a used yep. car, which most probably everybody freaking does. She had a roof yep. over her head. She had food in her stomach, and they're trying to say that she was underprivileged. Welcome to the real freaking world, you freaking freaks. Yeah. So this goes on. The writer of this article Unbelievable, said, bro. Deborah Ramirez is the Yale classmate of Kavanaugh's who now claims that Kavanaugh exposed himself as a college freshman at a party. Ramirez's claim was already dubious because, one, named eyewitnesses deny the allegation. Two, Ramirez herself wasn't sure in recent weeks if Kavanaugh had done what she now alleges. Ms. Ramirez herself contacted former Yale classmates asking if they recalled the answer. Hey, you remember that thing that I was making an uh, accusation against, you know, against the Supreme Court guy? Yeah, well, I don't remember it happened. Do you remember if it really happened or did I make that up? Bullshit. Mm. So it goes on. If they recalled the incident and told some of them that she could not be certain Mr. Kavanaugh was the one who exposed himself, the New York Times reported. And so Ramirez was only willing to make the allegation. The New Yorker reported after six days of carefully assessing her memories and consulting with her attorney. So Pogabrin, we'll just call her P, P and K, Pogabrin and Kelly, write that a couple of students say they had heard about the alleged incident in the days after it allegedly occurred. But the authors provide absolute P and K provide absolutely no indications that there's any firsthand witness to corroborate the allegation. Oh, there were some kids that came up, you know, a few days after it happened and said, you know, we kind of remember something like that happening at a party. Uh, we already knew before Kavanaugh was confirmed last October that the corroborating source for Ramirez's claim, classmate Kenneth Apold, was not present when the alleged incident occurred. That's her witness, and he wasn't even there. Hmm. But Apold told the New Yorker he was 100% sure that he'd heard about it from an eyewitness, he thinks. And shortly before Kavanaugh was confirmed, the New Yorker reported that Apold's supposed eyewitness said he didn't have any memory of the event ever happening. So maybe P&K's book is stronger than their essay, but uh, I think we should all be pretty skeptical. In the end, they turn up no smoking guns. Hannah Rosen writes this in her Your New York Times review of the book. Uh, and then there was an update late yesterday 
the New York Times updated their article to note that it initially did not include the information that alleged oh. victim did not recall well, the alleged. They got their clicks, bro. And you know what? All these mainstream media outlet thugs that want to yeah. sit here and constantly hate on Trump, you know, they actually owe a lot to Trump because because of Trump, yeah. they've made millions of freaking dollars off their freaking stupid ass articles. I Just think there saying. should be apology. Let's 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 take a play uh, uh, a play out of the uh, left's playbook. I think the left on these things needs to give an apology and there should be reparations. Oh, dude, I want reparations. I, I've come to that conclusion. I want reparations. Hell I want yeah. free money. Hell um, yeah. So, you know, here's my question, Scotty, is, is, is that, you know, I understand, you know, we have a lot of friends on the left that are, I, I think are common sense, really good people. Right. Yep. Um, but where is the line? Because let's, let's flip the script here for a second. Let's pretend there was a Democrat in as president. And um, we wanted to have this president impeached. There would be a limit that you and I would have, and, and probably a lot of our listeners, no matter how much we despise who the president would be, we have enough common sense is that if somebody is worth impeachment, let's impeach them. But if they're not, let's stop spending the millions upon millions of dollars and wasting our focus on wanting to destroy the image of somebody and start doing what we are actually voted in to do, and that's looking out for our districts, for our states, and for yep. our country. Um, where, where's that fine line to where the Democrats or you know people that are liberal or, or people on the left finally say to their own people, "Shut the f up and start doing your goddamn, your gosh dang job." You know what I'm saying? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I look at this stuff and I say. Give me, uh, I've said it before, stop the tomfoolery. Give me something. It's political game playing, hashtag political game playing. That's all this is. Yep. They don't have anything substantive with which to combat President Trump. You know why? Because he's doing a, a great job. And they can't. They can't combat that. All they can do is combat it on ideological levels. And their ideological levels violate the Constitution, violate this, violate that. They, they turn off uh, uh, voters. So what do they got to do? They got to try to find a way to make you hate Trump yeah. and everybody he's put in office. That's right. And you throw up the Me Too hashtag. Well, a woman said so, so it's the truth. Think bullshit, dude. That's dangerous, man. That that's I know a dangerous. lot of lying women. You know, with the whole Me Too movement, they, they, that was all propaganda. You know, yep. Um, and and it's sad because with the Me Too movement, it actually shoved the people that had authentic, horrific experiences and pushed them aside because of all these Me Tooers that came out with false allegations. Yep. And then the fact is, you know, even uh, who who is our local guy again? The old comedian who were he was in our Minnesota politics. Um. Oh, oh, Al Franken. Al Franken. You know, whether whether what I think of him or not, you know, the fact that he resigned strictly off. Well, no, no, there were pictures. So th there was more to it than that. But the fact is, is that, you know, if we become a nation to where a simple accusation can literally destroy the image of an individual or the life of a family of that individual, yep. um, those are very dangerous grounds. And there should be some serious repercussions uh, when these people come forward with false allegations, destroy the image of somebody, but yet they walk away with a freaking book deal and make millions of dollars, even though the allegations were false. Why um, do you think we have a system of jurisprudence that we have? 
it's because we came from in Great Britain, a system that at the times back in the late 1600s, the 1700s, uh, when our country was our founders were starting to form in the mid 1700s, what we believe our 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 uh, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, our way of governing. What was going on was that you were not presumed guilty or, or innocent before guilt. Right. You were presumed guilty and the onus was on you to defend yourself. That was the system of government. And they said, no, it should be the other way around. You should be presumed innocent. And the onus is on the state to prove you guilty. And that's what we have. Uh, Who was the, uh, uh, God, I don't even remember her name now. You probably just mentioned her. The blonde who just dropped out of the Democratic race. Uh, She was a Gabby, wasn't she? Who the hell was that? It might have been Gabby. I don't know, bro. Yeah, uh, but she she was saying something about the Kavanaugh hearings where she said, uh, he doesn't have the same rights of being presumed innocent before guilt because we're not putting him on trial here. This is a an investigation of his character uh, or whatever she said. Uh, and she said, because he's not on trial here, that he should not be, uh, enjoy the same right of innocence until proven guilty. And that's just because somebody said it. And the only reason she was upholding that is because that was the base she was trying to pander to. So all of this stuff is insanely insane. And I'm tired of it. I've had it up to my eyeballs. And what do you do about it? Because uh, the left has turned our country into a country that all you got to do is say something about somebody and that should ruin them. And uh, if that were the case, I've got friends right now who've had people say things and make allegations and it's and they're not proven. And I know they're not true. But they've ruined a man's life. They've ruined his career. They've ruined his ability to get work. They've ruined all of this is ruined. And the trial hasn't even happened yet because somebody made an, an accusation. And it's a he said, said she said. So you got to go to character. Then her attorney tries to block her character from being maligned. Was it Kristen Gillibrand? Brought up. So what happens? Kristen Gillibrand was who you're Kristen saying. Gillibrand. That's yeah. it. I knew there was a Gabby Gilly Gilly blah 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 in there somewhere. You know. And then here's another thing too. Um, it's a little off topic, but kind of similar to what we're talking about. You know, you have um, John Bolton. You know, who who is now sniffing out a yep. freaking book deal, and yep. uh, you know his claim is that he has a lot to dish out. It's just like you know. Sometimes people need to shut up. You know, he had a high ranking position with the yep. president. It didn't work out. He gone. He's a freaking warmonger. He's a, he's a, he's a freaking neocon. Never liked the yep. freaking guy. I never have. I just never yep. have. Same here. But the fact is, is that, okay, so he's out. So instead of walking away with integrity and, he and walks away into a book deal, walks away into a book deal and what he's going to do. And the Democrats are going to drool over this because He's going to go in and he is going to freaking trash talk Trump. He's going to get TV deals. He's going to get the big question. Did he go looking for a book deal after this? Did he just make a phone call and say, hey, I'm John Bolton, you know? Yeah, yeah, that John Bolton. No. Uh, You have a book deal for me? Or did a publisher, maybe several of them, approach him and go, hey, now that you're out, Let's give you a million-dollar advance yep. to write a book about the Trump administration. Yeah, it says right here, John Bolton already talking with book agents. Yep. And he says he has a lot agents, to dish. Okay. So, yeah. yeah you, so agents agents approached him. Yeah, so, you know, he was swarmed by anybody that's an anti-Trumper. 
And uh, they're, they're going to interview him to make sure that he has enough dirt on Trump because they don't want to promote Trump. Yep. Hey, by the way, Matt Locke, dude, uh, broadcasted last night at President Trump's um, uh, rally. That was pretty, oh, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I did not see Matt Locke doing that. I didn't know about it. Dude, he so did I had my show, job. then we had our show, yeah. and, you know, my evening was well That was spent. pretty cool. I was kind of jealous that I wasn't there with them, you know? Yeah. I should yeah. have been there, dude. This is why I need to be in Texas, because I can well, make things that like that. That may this. happen. It's going to happen, bro, by June. What's go up? Ahead and, go ahead and abandon us all, too. Dude, are you going to cry when I leave, bro? Great, Martin. No. That's messed up. Yeah, that is messed up. All right. So, uh, no, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to solicit for a job down there. You should, actually. Dude, you really I should. So we could move anywhere we want if I if I make enough money. Well, dude, really, you should be in the Carolinas. Yeah, let's not go there. Oh <laughs> shoot! What's up? No, oh, let's go there. So why aren't you there then? <laughs> no, we had an offer to go out there. It wasn't for better money. It was for a better living situation. Right, right. Uh, it was after my. It was actually it started before my heart attack, but afterwards. My daughters kicked that into full gear. They were going to buy us a house and move out there and and said, you can pay us for the house if you really want to. And uh, uh, we'll give Rainy a job and she can work for our company. And, uh, you know, you can have an office here and set up your whole studio on the second floor of our building, which is empty. It's an old, you know, ancient building there. And and so all that was made and offers made, but uh, my, my, my wife preferred that we do not leave Minnesota where her family is. So, by the way, folks, uh, just to let everybody know that the cannoli and I are definitely going to go down to that um, that native yes. area on Thursday. Uh, uh, down to uh, Pikes Island. Down to Pikes Island. We're going to do that on Thursday, and uh, we're going to do a bunch of live streaming while we're there. And uh, I'm going to have Scotty kind of do the narrating because he's done way more research into this than I do. Than I have, and um, and I, I want to show everybody what it looks like and give you that experience. And um, I got a couple other ideas that I'm not going to say now because I'm going to get ridiculed for it. But uh, we're we're going to it's all right. We're going to try to gather messages from any of the spirits that still roam that area, and if there's any messages they have for us today, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to do it live. So just so you know that, yes. You know what I'm saying, right? And you know there there could be some follow up to that because things that you catch in recordings, you don't always hear them when they're happening. And so we'll we'll do some live recordings, but we'll also do a little research of what we gather up. I'm pretty excited. Uh, Not excited. I, I am but. very curious to know if there is anybody that will talk to us. Uh, or will we be seen as the enemy? What will we be seen as? No, because I think that I, I think that they will already know what our intent is when we get there. Yes, you know what I I'm saying, right? And I think that right. you know a lot of our experiences in the past, in regards to how successful we have been in the paranormal field, was all conclusive in regards to our intent. You know, we we don't treat this as entertainment. Um, it, there are times, I'm not going to lie that there is this thrill, there's this adrenaline rush, sure. you know, when you go to some of these places. Um, but when it comes to situations like this, it has nothing to do with the thrill, the intensity, well, the intensity is going to be there no matter what, but I think truly they'll understand the level of respect we already have for them, their culture, their history, um, their horrific situation that they, they've experienced. And I think when they understand that, and then of course we bring our gifts of tobacco and maybe some sage, 
I yep. think there will be somebody there, dude. I think they already brother, know. Brother, I'm sitting here. I'm I'm just thinking about it. I'm feeling it now. No, dude. I don't know if the, and I'm not talking just psychological buildup. I'm I'm feeling it coming in on me. Well, and and I've never been that way until recent years. Uh, so um, I maybe it'll be a big block of silence, and we won't know or get anything. But I'm sitting here right now feeling, okay, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm, say I'm trying it, to dude. talk around it because I don't want to sound stupid. Let's say it. I'm feeling like, like there is spiritual presence that's pushing on me right now. Not in a negative way. That's it, It's, you're talking and I'm feeling it. Dude, look at it's that. Going, look at that. Look at uh, that. It's the, the backs of my arms are all, all chilled. All right. Uh, all right. So let's get philosophical here for a second. Okay. Um. We mentioned yesterday about the whole reincarnation thing. You're, you have specific connections with certain things, right? So right. I believe that you are a beacon um, to be a voice of remembrance for what's happened with that situation. Because this isn't the first time you've covered this, Scotty, in regards to right. the Pike right. Island area or Fort Snelling. Um, and I think a lot of it, even with your ancient Egyptian work, I think there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing. I think that those spirits have brought you there to make sure that they're not forgotten. And so when we talk about our thoughts are like an antenna, like a beacon to bring them to us, yeah. your heart, your compassion, your love, your sadness, your empathy, your sympathy, everything involved with your research in this situation is, is you are distributing that antenna, that frequency out to them, and you are bringing them to you through your thought. And I believe 100% that they wanted you to do the show on it. I believe 100% that they want you and I to go down there and they want us to make sure that people know the sacrifices and they want us to communicate with them because they have a message for us. I, I, I cannot disagree with you. So it's kind of weird. I believe you're right. Now there's some people that'll look at a comment like that as woo woo and foo foo. Um, but the thing is, is that if, yeah, shut up. Sorry. Yeah. Seriously. Shut your face. You know, you've been, if you do this enough, like I said, the more open you are to it, the more experiences you have towards it. Um, I believe all this to be real. Like when we did the Fernhill House, Scotty, I don't know why we got it. Uh, you know, when we have gone to certain locations, right. we don't know why these people out of nowhere contact us because they don't even know we exist, but yet they find us to do it. I believe there's things going on that are so much greater than our understanding or the way we can, you know, we, we can't scientifically prove it's really happening. But there's greater things happening universally that are leading us to certain things. And if there's something in spirit that needs their story to be heard, they find the right people to present that story and they draw us to that situation. And I think you're right. And, and I hear that and I say, well, with all the Native Americans that have been interested in getting these stories across, why have they been told, uh, why, why, why would I be a, uh, somebody that they would zero in on to tell the story. Is it because I talk about it? Because I think it's because you present your foot forward and you put your face into the mix and they go, ah, there's somebody. I think, I uh, think they pick you Scotty because they know what's right here in your heart. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think yep. that's it. Um, they know that you're just not being a storyteller. Uh, they know that when you drive this information, you're driving it emotionally you know you're driving it sincerely you're driving it 
uh, out of sadness and, and in your heart, you'll wish it would have been different. And I think that's the energies that they pick up from you. And it's you, it's, it's that type of soul that they need to represent that history. And, and there it is. And I, I do sometimes, I've, I've got in 10 seconds, I'll say this. Imagine if the story were different. Imagine if we approached them as we approached any other nation at the time. Ooh. And what if we had a sovereign nation dividing the continent of the United States, the, the West Coast from the East Coast, mm. and down the middle you had Indian sovereign land? Oh, well. You know? That's one of the uh, obvious uh, differences well, uh, that could have, uh, yeah. options that could have taken place. So that's going to be the deal, folks. Um, again, so just we'll, we will keep we're, we'll we'll talk about it a few more times. We still have plenty of radio this week, and then we still have plenty. We got a full week of radio next week. Uh, we'll keep everybody up in the loop. Remember that October twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. The twenty fourth of October, we will be at the Depot Bar and Grill. Get your asses down there for the live broadcast. And the Absolutely. 25th and 26th, we will be at the Minnesota Renaissance Grounds. We will be taking uh, sold-out groups uh, through the grounds for a mini paranormal investigation. Uh, I will make sure I update all that information on StreamingTalkRadio.com. Do not forget to catch the big freaking cannoli Mondays through Fridays, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can listen to him on Odyssey Radio or you go to his YouTube channel, Mr. Scotty Roberts and check out his videos and interact with all of our friends and family that are in the chat there as well. And this is where you find this information out about history, about ancient Egypt, about a Native American, Star Trek stuff, paranormal stuff, UFO stuff, whatever the hell the cannoli wants to talk about. So that being said, folks, we appreciate you. We love you. And we thank you for taking your time out for being here. Much love to you. Much respect to you. And rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Love the hell out of you guys. Good night, everybody. Live long and prosper. Good night.